Section 10 of Luke Carew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Luke Carew by Eden Philpotts. The Ruby Hummingbird. Chapter 1. Like a bright gem set in tawny gold and velvety green lies Villa Caprice on the outskirts of st george granada among the many beautiful west indian homes which nestle upon the noble hillsides of this island which peep out with white roofs and twinkle of glass under the tropic sunshine or retreat within the purple shadows of mango and palm none enjoy a happier position and more extensive view of mountain and blue sea beyond than villa caprice and certain it is that no private entertainments equal in splendour and delight those with which the master of the mansion regales his many friends upon a day now far past dr macdonald rose at an early hour and put final touches to his preparations for great pending diversions at villa caprice a pride of dawn shower had fallen sweetening the fresh morning air and filling the doctor's brilliant garden with liquid diamonds that flashed on flaming crotons and in the cups of the flowers but now the raindrops shrank and died visibly under a blazing maiden sun at one point tall trellis work supported a great scented screen of stephanotis at another a naked-footed negro busied himself in a bed of ferns and eucharist lilies hard by under the shade of orange and lemon carefully treasured and repaying the attention with good store of blossom stood half a dozen english roses sweetening the air with memories of home all about the garden and around it rose towering palms with undergrowth of nutmegs and a cocoa plant or two for ornament while at the gate which opened upon the road without stood a flamboyant a gorgeous tree with foliage akin to the mimosa and brilliant crimson blossoms that hung like fiery bells against the deep blue sky above another still mightier tree stood over against the flamboyant it was clad in blossoms of purple hue and gemmed with tiny hummingbirds that hung on trembling wings before the flowers dr macdonald and his black attendants had just proved that a little fountain was in good order it bubbled upwards in a tinkling column of light and fell with murmuring shower of silver and gold upon the broad green leaves and pink blossom of water lilies below then they began hanging the lower branches of palmetto and orange with bright chinese lanterns they also dotted little lamps amid the flower-beds and ferns after approved modern fashion next the doctor swung a net hammock or two and began dragging out great cane easy chairs from a little summer-house which was full of them the negroes fussed around in their amiable idiotic way they chattered and laughed and directed each other and left all the real work to dr macdonald 
he loved work and was never tired of it they did not love work and would always take an hour of trouble to escape ten minutes labour the doctor in fact was an ideal master from koshi's point of view he liked to do everything himself twenty years in the tropics had not killed his energy but it is a fact that scotchmen generally stand a west indian climate better than their english brothers dr macdonald was clad in snowy white with a great panama hat on his head and a big cigar between his teeth his florid face with his grey eyes big whiskers and comical laughing mouth was perhaps better known and better loved than any in granada he had been a fortunate happy man people said but nobody grudged him his brimming measures of the things which make life sweet for he and his wife and his only child never veered in well-doing and in efforts to bring brightness to unlovely lives that lacked it they considered that ethiopians possessed like claims on god almighty with themselves and a place in creation as noble as their own a most astounding and unusual view for west indians to take of the black man dr macdonald having ordered matters to his satisfaction went indoors drank a cocktail and then sought out his wife and daughter they assisted by sundry black maidens were full of business in the kitchen and bid the head of the house be gone for he began to steal and nibble at their dainty fare like a big schoolboy the negresses giggled the doctor roared with laughter and withdrew an hour later breakfast was served in an ideal west indian room lofty and airy and decorated in pale cool shades of grey and green then the buggy arrived and dr macdonald drove away down the hill to his consulting room and surgery in town before nine o'clock he was hard at work and by noon had finished his professional labours for the day end of section ten recording by harshata